Thanks so much for downloading this episode of I'm No Expert. If you want to support the show more, go to patreon.com slash noexpertshow. Oh, Grant. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Hi. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Brought a friend. You brought a friend. Yep, we got Brant Craft here. Brant and Grant. Brant and Grant. Brant and Grant. The Rants. The Rants. Brant, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Glad to be here. First time on. Yes. Um, we, I think we for the listeners, I, I, we need to make sure that they know the difference between Brant and Grant. Yeah. Because during need- the recording, I think it'll definitely like, at some point, somebody's going to be like, wait, was that Brant or was that Grant? So Grant, go. What? Go where? I don't know. Go drink beer? Sure. Uh, that's what I'm here to do. Okay, Brant, now you. Okay, this is my voice. Listen to my voice. There you go. Come get to the light. Get a little, get a little close to that microphone. Okay. There you go. Get nice and cozy with it. Um, theme for this show, we talked about it last night. You guys like darker beers. Big Brant fan. loves Guinness. Brant loves porters. Yes. And stouts. Normally. Yes. So, we're doing a darker beer show. I kind of themed it around like the Blue Moon show because it's, we had a Blue Moon last night. We did. Oh, nice. I don't know how, because the, the saying goes, like, once in a blue moon, which is... See, typically I research these topics before the show and have, like, one or two witty facts, but I don't. You don't. And I don't have a computer in front of me, so that's not going to happen. That's all right. Um, we're, ironically, we're not having blue moon nope. on the show. We are starting out with Old Chub by Oscar Bluths. Um, this is a scotch ale at 8%, so it's a little... Wait, you did not tell me this was eight percent. Well, now I told you. You it's just 8%. did. Okay, good. So, we're gonna <laughs> so okay, so we're right gonna side. do the. They're gonna do the thing. Careful, don't spill. Right, one, two, three. Ooh, there we go. Many sound effects. That was awesome. In cans, of course. Um, I've had this before. Mm-hmm. As a as a preface, so I want to get your guys' like natural, you know, first impressions. What do you think? Color wise, it's dark, but it's in cans, and we can't really tell. So. We could put it in a glass if we really It's actually pretty to. smooth for being an 8%. Yeah. Like, this is a dangerously drinkable 8%. Yeah, it's, it is smooth. And usually when I hear of liquor-infused beers, or like in this case, scotch ale, I think of the Kentucky bourbon. Mm. Oh, bourbon you ever barrel? had that? Yes. That thing just tastes like bourbon. This tastes yeah. like beer. You know, like good beer. Yeah, there's like the, the whole trend of taking beer and then putting it into like bourbon barrels letting it soak it up yeah and then um there are tequila beers like that too now right wow kelsey's been drinking those in uh san antonio texas there i we had a i had a beer the other week that was canadian it had barrels that were used for maple syrup, maple syrup and uh whiskey hockey, and hockey pucks <laughs> <laughs> and then they put beer in it so the the it was just all these different types of of like liquids into a barrel and then beer eventually came out so nice i don't know um i mean yeah this is like super super smooth for being something like eight percent yeah not at all what i was expecting i was expecting something with a lot of like edge a lot of bite to it but yeah and especially when you turn up the abv on darker beers it can get overpowering overpowering you can definitely taste 
like the there's that like dryness that alcohol no it's the boozy thing the booziness like, like that's yeah. what it is you're like ooh this is a little boozy yeah and it's like you go into barley wine territory and you're like ooh, okay mm. no no one goes there but you Chris I and I love going there it's Ugh, great it's a great time wine. great time in barley wine mm-hmm. barley wine town town wine wine town <laughs> town town I mean Grant you like Guinness. So I do. I really like Guinness, but no, this is a lighter, light. I mean, a lighter tasting beer. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like Guinness is creamy and rich, but it's a stout. I mean, this is an ale, so it's it's. I think it, this one's really close to the ale like formula. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing it, it is, it's a little smoother, and I think that's because it's slightly darker. This or, or Guinness? The, no, no, no. Than other ales, not the not. Oh, Guinness. okay. Just like just, just ales, ales in general. In general. Like yeah. this is the darkness. It's got a little bit of um, not smoky flavor, but like earthiness. Yeah. That makes it smoother, so it's not as harsh as some of the other ales I've had. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty, like, I don't want to say boring, but it's just pretty solid. Like, no, there no, isn't, there isn't some, like, there isn't some, like, crazy, right. like, crazy flavor added to it. Like, it's not infused with, like, clover honey and yeah. and it, walnuts It doesn't, it doesn't try something. to be anything more than it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Just, Which is actually a pretty good beer. Like. Yeah. Like, we really have those beers in the show where I get to say, like, oh, I would, like, drink this beer. Yeah. This is one of those, like, I could order more than one, drink them. You would definitely, like, buy this. Buy a six-pack, drink, like, split it with a friend, drink it in an afternoon. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The trick is I also think this is the kind of beer, like, your your stepdad that's an alcoholic would drink because it's high PV so and it's just, like, everyday beer. And then he'll beat you. So that's that's the, that's the, the ethos <laughs> I'm getting. This is, this is like, the, the, the bad, angry stepdad alcoholic beer. Okay. Yeah. Shut up, Gary. I might second that. <laughs> Gary, stop it. <laughs> stop drinking. Stop buying the whole job, Gary. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do, woman. <laughs> no, daddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was interesting is that this actually came, and I haven't seen it in any other form, only in 12-ounce only in twelve ounce cans, mm-hmm. only in a six-pack, or they had their, like, variety pack. That throws me off a little bit. This is not a beer I would expect to come in a six-pack. Right. I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. It looks, and it's fairly... Inexpensive. I'm telling you, this, really? this like, is a staple beer. This is a vanilla boring alcoholic stepdad beer. But that is not boring, though. I mean, it's got some personality to it, but it's 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 very common. Even though, yeah. even though it's not boring. I wouldn't, it's, no, I wouldn't say it's common. I'd say because I'd say if you put this in front of somebody who doesn't drink dark beers, they would say, "Wow, that's really dark and really like malty." But since both of you have experience with darker beers and, like, mm-hmm. have that taste already, True. this is pretty yeah. light. In, in, it is. In it's a very light dark beer. So. Oh, and, and that's – you just nailed it. The the smoothness in it is malt. Mm-hmm. It's like – it tastes like – you know, there's, like, milkshake and, like, a, a, a chocolate malt. Yeah. I, I mean, we have to get rid of frozen custard. So malt powder is really potent if you don't use it in the right quantities, right? So mm-hmm. you can have a really malty malt, and it's very overly smooth. This is what that tastes like. Not overly smooth, but like just that you malt, get that malt like that, which is really rich viscosity. and tastes pretty good, yeah. right? It's it's really tasty and earthy and like a that kind of a flavor profile. It's almost like there's because it's so like there's the viscosity. Viscosity. Yeah, there you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Is so low because of the style, and it's so malty. It's mm-hmm. like this weird like you're drinking it, and it's like ooh, that's smooth, but it's like really like. It just like disappears from the mouth pretty quickly. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys taste the scotch in it at all? Slash, is there any scotch in it? No, there isn't. No, no. Scotch, scotch ale is just a style. A style of like of scotch, beer. like not the drink, but like Scottish. Oh. Right. We can here. Let me just click this little button here. Scotch yeah. ales are strong ales, no, also known as wee heavy. Wee spelled with two e's. In the 19th century Scotland, they're also known as 160 slash minus, a nomenclature based on the 
now obsolete shilling currency. Apparently, mm, got it. Scotch ales traditionally go through a long boil in the kettle for caramelization of the wort. This produces a deep copper to brown and colored brew compared to Scottish ales. They'll be sweeter and fuller bodied, and of course higher in alcohol with a much more pronounced malty, caramel, and roasted malt flavor. Absolutely. A low tea like bitterness can be found in many examples, best served in a thistle glass or out of a can if you're not a pretentious douchebag. You don't have a thistle can? I don't have God what damn is it. Your I deal, all man. of the different beer Chris, glasses. God, that is like is my You deal? run a podcast about beer. Yes. I'm no expert at beer. I am an expert at knowing that i hate specialty beer glasses there's they look so dumb like yeah the only beer glass that needs to be made is a pint glass yep that's the, I, I was just going an, there. an imperial pint glass that's literally it. going right there I'm those like, things are awesome I, that's the only thing that i need yep. anything else no get out of my face like yep i did get a thing from my german grandmother like one of those tall frumpy like Oh, it like, almost looks like a coffee oh, pot. Right, the, it's got all mug, like, what's it paintings on it. Right, yeah. Uh, the traditional. What is it called? I don't know. I know what you talk- know this. It's it's they're ceramic sometimes. Yeah. They've got yeah. a big uh, is lid it a on stein? it. Is it a beer it, no? It's stein. It is a stein. Okay, beer okay. stein. stein. I, yeah. do, I do have one of those at my house. It's pretty awesome. My favorite was watching Tony try and chug out of a DOS boot. Oh gosh, he has a boot. We had one in college. It was a bad thing. We yeah. filled it with bottle caps eventually, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. With bottle caps and pull tabs. Oh yeah, but. It really every other weekend it got emptied out to put be- beer back in it to watch Tony try and do a dos boot without the bubbles splashing in his face. Never, <laughs> never washed it out either. It was all oh no, just what? gross. Wait, no, that's like it's like your iron like cookware. Like you want to like season it. Oh right, season it with like beer and stuff. That's okay. it's got that nice patina of mold at the bottom that gives it its own <laughs> unique flavor. Yeah. More fermented. Yep. Mm. So because of the beer podcast, I'm going to derail this in just another beer topic. So okay, recently I've been. Drinking a lot of Guinness, as usual. But no, like, <laughs> yeah, but in very, very different places. Okay. Oh, okay. So so different, the same beer, right, but in a different setting. So um, I've had Guinness out of a bottle, which I honestly can't stand because it's yeah. completely flat and it's a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. And I like bitter things, but this is more just sour, yeah. if that makes sense. And it's it's not creamy or smooth. It's just a, a little acridness to it. Okay. There's, just, there's no nitro in it. Then there's pub cans. I'm always a fan of pub cans. I can drink those all day long. Widget, a little ping pong ball. Yep. Widget, nitrogen, psh, yep. great. They're, they're great. What does that do again? So um, Guinness is a nitro beer, so it's not carbon dioxide. It's not carbonated. It's so it's nitro- got nitrogen bubbles in it. And so to do that, when you get in the can, they have a little thing full of nitrogen that when you release the pressure, so you have 15 PSI of atmosphere, when you release what's in it, it opens up, and that comes out of the ping pong ball can and re-nitrogen. I don't know what they call it. Like nitrites your Nitrogenizing. Nitrates. I'm going to call it nitrates. Uh, don't call it nitrates. <laughs> no. um, and so regardless, so that's fine. Then I had a pint of Guinness at Nine Irish in West Lafayette recently. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say this. That is the best pint of Guinness I've ever had. And I don't know why it's different. Because I recently got pints of Guinness, many of them, at Nine Irish here in Indianapolis. And it's they're great there. Don't get me wrong. I, I will always get a pint there. But after going to Mecca at West Lafayette, mm-hmm. they do do it different, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if the Guinness is just fresher because they go through it so fast or mm-hmm. what it is. But then I had a pint last night of Guinness at Ralston's that did not even taste like Guinness. Mm. And I think it's because they're, either their nitro was low or the Guinness was old. And I just want to make the point that like the same beer tastes so different depending right. on how you drink it. That's going after the, the cup yeah. comment, right? So Guinness out of a fresh keg good nitro line in a pint glass is so different and a clean line really oh absolutely which is so different than guinness out of a bottle yeah i mean it changes the profile of the beer entirely right and i mean with with like nitro specifically it is so fickle because 
Guinness is probably the most famous beer that people know that's on nitro, mm-hmm. but you can put, I've had an IPA on nitro before. Wait, really? I've had a porter on nitro before. I've had, um, I've had a Scottish ale on nitro before. Like it's, it completely changes. Like I had this, the same Drayton Brewing, um, and Lawrence at their brewery slash mm-hmm. brew pub that you can go into. They will do, they have a nitro line there. And so they will take the same beer on the CO2 line and then they will also put it on the nitro line. So we had an IPA there, and I had the IPA on the same in the standard CO two line, and I had on a nitro line, completely different taste, completely different. What does an IPA taste like on nitro? Smoother, silkier. There's like, like, like less bitterness, almost like silky sour. Right. There's almost like Ooh. this, like you get more of like the sweet resiny taste from the hops, less of the bitterness that you normally get out of a mm-hmm. CO two line. It's like less prickly and more like smooth, mm-hmm. um, but you still get that herbalness. You still get that. All the you know the, all the notes of the, the fruiter, hops, the higher higher notes, right? But it's just a different. It just elevates See, and, and, I, and I, puts down different flavor notes. And I hate IPAs, but I'm curious to try that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's old chub out of a can, eight percent. Yep. It's work. your every everyday uh, alcoholic stepdad beer. There you go. That's Grant's. Uh, huh. I, I guess we could go around the table before we break. I'm I'm buying this again. I want this on on tap, and I know very few places that will have this on top but it's delicious brant would you would you buy this would you try to have it again somewhere i would potentially buy it again i don't know that i would buy it for my fridge it's probably more like something i would get at a restaurant or a bar or a Mm -hmm. or a pub like have one of them yeah yeah i think it's a one and done for me grant i don't know if this would taste better on tap that's, there's, there's, I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. There's I kind think, of a nice kind of novelty out of the can, too. Well, not even the novelty. Just I think the flavor profile for this beer, because it's already CO2 in a can, is smooth and crisp and good. I don't know if you need it out of a tap. Uh, but no, uh, I'd buy it again because it's a very drinkable beer, mm-hmm. only if I wanted to really get turned up, because it's a high PV, but you can really put this away. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we are going to take a quick break uh, and then get our second darker beer, and we will be right back. Welcome back to I'm No Expert. I'm here with Brant. Yes, you're there, you go. there you go. Yes. <laughs> and Grant. Hello. Uh, this is our Blue Moon episode where we're trying out delicious... Not Blue Moon beers. <laughs> not Blue Moon beers. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Once in a Blue Moon um, is, I guess, the theme. I don't know what the theme it, is. No, it's Once in a Blue Moon. You get two rants on the show. Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah, um, there you go. Our, our Nashville import. There you go. The we just had Old Chub. Up next is a local Indianapolis brew from Fountain Square. This is Fountain Square's Porter. Yeah. Yes, what, it is. What you just smelled it's, it? And it's you just really, gave me a face. it's really interesting smelling. Sorry, wow. I was talking to Mike. It's really interesting smelling. It really is. I thought this was a bad, bad bottles, but I tasted it before during the break. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We're fine. English Porter style, five percent ABV, a little less than Old Chub. Thank God. <laughs> Somebody saved us. Just wait till we get to the bonus beer. Speaking of bonus beers, 
Uh, if you want to listen to the show's bonus beer episodes, go to patreon.com slash show. Support the show at any level, whether that be a dollar, a penny, a quarter, five dollars, twenty dollars. You can, you can contribute twenty dollars if you want. Twenty dollars an episode. That's great. Actually, if, if you contribute twenty bucks an episode, we'll do a special shout out every episode for you. Yeah. Yep. And, and if you contribute $50 an episode, I will Skype you into an episode. Yep. Somehow. I request to be here for that episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash show. Get extra bonus content, bonus beers, bonus footage. I think I want to put up... We just did our Summerfest episode where we didn't do one live at the show, but we did a live episode at Winterfest in uh, January. And I kind of want to put up the three-hour just me walking around talking to random people non-cut version for patrons so that may go up we'll see yep and you definitely want to be a patron because the bonus beer is always the last beer which means we're way funnier than the first beer and it's always a special edition beer we did we did that mckellar one with oh you. Dude, no it was the um that that vanilla shake beer Ugh. that was the singular most delicious beer i've ever had in my life mm. i could never drink more than six ounces at a time <laughs> but it was <laughs> so tasty it was so good mckellar is just Wow. They just put out such amazing stuff all the time. I don't know how they do it. Um, all right. So, an up. So, we're, I guess. So, we have now, a quarter. I'm just losing my mind. That's fine. Point. After last night, we're that's acceptable. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, let's. Uh, we're in glasses. So we're in mason jars. So let's cheers this. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, excuse you. <laughs> the leather is so excitable. Ooh. Mmm. I do like that smell, though. Do you not like the smell? No, no. It's just really, like, spicy. Wow, you're right. Mm, yeah. It's got like almost it reminds me of oh, whoa, like a little rye. That oh, no, spiciness it's that of aftertaste. Rye. Holy cow, that that'll get you. Yeah. That's intense. It's I I it's rye. I've never no, tasted rye. a porter like that. It's really? Never. And you've had I mean a lot of porters, obviously. Yeah, I kind of have my go-to's though. What's what are your go-to porters? Even if my favorite, if we can't well, get I guess this Indiana. is a this is a stout, but the left hand milk stout is my favorite beer, okay, by far. Uh, there's a Black Abbey Portly Stout. I okay. think it's Black Abbey. That's pretty good. Um, I would say porters are number one for me. Then stouts a close second. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Is it is it because of the porters are kind of like they have that roasty toasty coffee flavor, coffee home? almost yes. notes to it, but not as heavy Milky. with like the lactose and everything in it that's what i like about it yeah i mean it, i mean porters in general are just sort of that like lighter old, stout uh, lighter stout it's like the old school dark beer every man's beer almost yep. like in england this like, is the, what the, people yeah, drink like, like, like england it's raining cobblestones mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. kind of like fish and chips d- dirty old bar with like wooden like like picnic tables inside that were built like a hundred right. years ago yep that's what i think of when i think of a porter yeah dude and i love that they're so dense, you know, like mm-hmm. it's almost like having a meal when you have one, which is which is what I like in a beer because a lot of times I'll just have one and I'll be good to go. Yeah, and it's it, with porters, it's like that nice like substance, you know, that you're, it's like there, like a like a stout, but it's just that like lighterness. Yeah, it's not quite as as creamy. Yeah, that's the right word, right? Yeah, Sherlock Holmes, I think, would drink a porter. Oh, absolutely. He would love porters. I mean, he would get it like a... Or a Saison. Uh, I don't know if Saison Wait, wait, it. wait. Which Sherlock? Like, traditional Sherlock Holmes? Oh, like or old like, school. Or like old, Benedict Cumberbatch. Like, 
original like oh, book oh, Sherlock book Holmes. Sherlock would do porters. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm talking about Benedict Cumberbatch might do Saison. Benedict Cumberbatch. Batch, Bach, I don't know. Batch. Is it, Cum- is it? Benedict Cumberbatch. Batch. Is it B-A-T-C-H? Bitch or Batch? Uh, bitch. Bitch, please. Bitch. I don't know. <laughs> He's going to be in... Um, oh, there's B-A-C-H, which is Bach. No. Oh, no. Well, this is, why, this is why I drink. He was going to be in some movie that I saw a, a, well, a trailer for. This famous actor is going to be in some movie. Well, okay, hold on. Let me do this research because I saw, I saw a trailer for this random movie and I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I'm not going to go see it, but I don't, I don't even remember like the last movie I actually went to a theater to see. Oh, mine's embarrassing. What was yours? Do I have to? Yes. I went with Drew and Margaret as a third wheel. Oh, God. To the dinner movie place. So Lowe's Theater Brandt is now a movie dinner place. Like, big reclinable chairs and, like, no the t- tables, they serve you food. Wait, where? Is it still ghetto? Uh, oh, it's super ghetto. But, yeah, it's okay. really nice inside. Nice. Wait, um, where is that at? Uh, Michigan Road. Dude, by Lowe's. Downstairs in, like, the 86th Street Theater. Like, Lowe's oh, Theater. You went there all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's now, a, like, a movie cinema grill kind of thing. Huh. Um, regardless, I saw Pitch Perfect, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gross. Brant, what yep. was your last movie you went and saw in the theaters? Mad Max, which is was oh, I haven't seen it yet. Incredible movie. Yeah, it is incredible. Did you see it? In, I saw it, it twice. Was it in three D or regular? I just saw it regular. Okay. I, I don't do three D that much. Okay. I don't like three D movies for some reason. Well, I love how fast that fad died. Yeah, it was a huge thing. Like, yeah, like TV, like the one I right, own, like yeah. the three D TV that I own. The one that did it for me was Avatar. That was, but that was the only one that was, and it was built from the ground up to be three D. Right, which I is mean, what you have to do. I saw that movie in three D, and like about a third of the way through, you threw up. My eyes started to like really fatigue because what happens is that they do that weird thing where they do the the fake depth of field sort of thing. Well, yeah. the so like, is, the f- where were you sitting? This is I found this out. This is. A thousand percent eye fatigue. Where were you sitting in the theater? I was sitting... Okay, so if you go into a theater, you know they... No, hold on. There's an XY plane. Okay. So like 0 to 100, 0 to 100, 50-50 is dead center. Okay, so is is the zero point... Zero point to the the front corner. Zero, zero. Front corner, corner, the the screen is here. Screen. Screen is front. So zero, zero is closest to the screen on the left side. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was probably like 30 because that front section I feel like is like... 30 oh you're at the back of the front section no no no. i was like at the at the very beginning of oh, the, the back section. section so you were probably like maybe like 35 or 40 yeah no probably 30 you're right 30, yeah i was 35. like in the first like couple rows of okay. like that first section and then right left there. or right where are you this is another Can big I just one say that you would break down a movie theater into an xy plane yep. very uh, very left very left oh see that's the problem i found this out you cannot watch a, a 3d movie anything like so you're you're like the farthest away from center you can get is like 40 60 either direction yeah if you're outside of the 40 60 like bubble you're gonna get sick you're gonna get eye fatigue it doesn't look like 3d but if you t- i've done this got 50 50 like the middle seat in the theater yeah it looks awesome yeah i can see that and same with my 3d tv at home like if i don't sit exactly 12 feet away from the screen and sit exactly dead center like the center cushion in the couch not like like on the center cushion like the center of the center cushion mm-hmm. it doesn't work hmm. it's really sad i mean i mean now it's like there's not 3D is like whatever now. At but, this point. Uh, which is weird because on the topic of 3D, I think the Oculus Rift it could be awesome. Me too. Because it's yeah. it's going to be perfect. You're not going to sit left. You're not going to sit right. You're going to be it's right there. Perfect depth of field. They and take away the distance, which is where you have to calculate. That's yeah. right. And it's it's adjustable, right? So they're going to have you calibrate it to like your eye distances. Right. And yeah. like it's perfect. So at that point, you're going to have true stereoscopic vision. Yeah, I'm just like I'm I'm worried with like Rift and well, Morpheus if it ever comes out. Well, here's the thing. I'm like. 
is there any going to be any games that are in the good? Like, is but, it, it's going to be tech demos. No, hold I feel on. I like it's going to be all tech demos. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with Rift that makes it really magical in, in video games. So not for content other than video games. Video games inside of a computer all rendered in three dimensions. Right. Right? All you have to do is write an API that allows the API itself, this little you know bundle of code, mm-hmm. to do all the calculations of where the camera angle should be at. Because right. the whole scene's rendered all the time anyways. Right? Sure, you have to render two of them now, so you need twice the computing hardware or half the, you know, half the quality. But regardless, you that can all be done in an API outside of the game engine. You have yeah. to run almost like quote unquote two versions of the visual engine of the game, right? And I think once that API is released and and it will be standardized, right? Like they'll bake it into Unreal, they'll bake it into the the top. Do you think? I don't think, but it'll be licensed though. I feel like oh, it'll every, absolutely every, be licensed. But, but then you've got stuff like like Morpheus allegedly coming out eventually in sure. the future. Something like that thing. matters. Like they talked about it at E three for like fifteen seconds and was like, okay, bye. Let's like make nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, the hardware that you need for Rift to be good, obviously PC hardware. They re- announced that it's going to be, you can buy, like, a $1,500 complete kit, which is, like, a PC in Rift. Oh, really? That's actually not that bad. No. Um, that's, like, a, like a nice everything, gaming tower you know, and, and an Oculus right. Rift and all the hardware. Right. Um, I just don't know if, like, it's something that I would actually want to, like, if I would... W- like back to my favorite game of all time, Half Life Two. If I'd actually want to play that in Rift, yeah, I think certain games would be amazing for it. Yep, uh, Brant, but... where, where's your head at? <laughs> I can call it right now. <laughs> I don't know. The Elder Scrolls, all the Elder Scrolls, yeah. in, in Rift would be truly R- magical. RPG style, like long form. Far Cry would be awesome in Rift. Yeah, first person. Yeah, anything f- that mm. I'll call it first person adventure. I'm not about sure about FPS. First person shooter might not. No, be. I think FPS would be a horrible I idea think because you would just vomit. You would yeah. just you would because you would swing around. No, I think actually you, you'd either vomit or it would be the cleanest experience ever, and there will be no middle ground. But like, here's the thing though: like you're you're in Rift, right? Let's say like Halo, for instance. Your normal controls are. You have camera move and you have bot and you have character move. Yeah. Right. If you integrate Rift into now, that's your look. At the same oh, time, oh, so you're talking about the control aspect, right? Of it, that's not just I, the visual, right? Like the visual is going to be great because you're going to be like, oh wow, first person, I can like look up here, look up down, look up there, whatever. But then, okay, so I still have my character move with uh-huh. the stick. Yep. Does look go? Does look is just exclusively with Rift, or no. do you do look and? Because, I mean, what if you're looking up, and you, then all of a sudden you flip the, the look stick down, and now you're looking down, but your head I is got still your physically no, up? I got, I got like, that's like, when you play an FPS with Rift, it's not controlled. It's just the visual experience. I think it's the only way to do Rift in an FPS. That goes back to my content argument. Like, what is... I, I don't see good yeah. content coming out, out i'm of pretty rift. skeptical about it i mean a lot of companies have tried to do vr in the past oh, since in the 90s nobody has ever done it right and like i would point to google glass as you know those are some of the brightest people in the world trying to create that and it, kind of it just bad and they just and they flopped. basically like disappeared they were just like well it's, like it's, here yeah, we have a dev kit this. for all these like really rich people and then oh it's not gonna it come was out pushed now. so hard we're gonna just kind of you know work on it in the background and not really Mm-hmm. I think products like these are really hard to get right. Right. No, and that's what it is. I think it'll be zero, zero, zero as far as like adoptability, and then yeah. ninety. There'll yeah. be nothing, nothing, nothing. New industry standard. Yeah. Probably. Nothing in between. Probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, think I, about the mm-hmm. iPhone just busted. Oh, it did. It kicked down it, doors. It, well, yeah, it's, it's it did. I think with the Rift, it's a chicken and egg problem. 
problem because you are dealing with like new technology plus content. And I'm going to disagree with you here for chicken and egg. Rift has enough funding that there's no chicken and egg problem. The egg has already been built with money. No, I mean they're gonna they're gonna right? release it. Uh, this is where I'm going. So the egg's been built with money. The hardware, the really hard part, has been built with money. Yeah. And there is a zero percent chance in my eyes that they built the hardware without a rock solid API for developers, like a really easy clean well, drop in. See, one. see, the problem is that they said they're gonna do Q1 next year. Rift is available, right? Okay. And they'll and, be and the and the stuff that, be three or four good games and they, yeah but the stuff they showed at their little announcement and the stuff that they showed at E three was not there right I mean we're in like a super weird time with like current gen consoles and like re- release dates and like everything is pushed back to twenty sixteen and there's nothing coming out this year except Far or Fallout four and uh, there's one more thing in the fall isn't there uh, one more big one there's new DLC for um, no no DLC one one new IP release what is it. Fallout and Halo, Halo Five comes out this fall. Halo Five, yes, but I wouldn't. But everybody's going to ignore that because nobody cares about Halo anymore. Yep, really, like so, nobody so, cares. No, since three four three got it, it's just <laughs> like, it's not very good. It's just nobody cares about that whatsoever. No, yeah. and no one cares about new Call of Duty. It's just like or the new Assassin's Creed. Those just come out. It's oh, just, that's like, right. Because is it is it Battlefield or, or COD that was exclusive to PS4 for like three months now? That's got to be. Uh, Battlefield. Battlefield? Yeah. They did, they got that exclusive, like, three-month license That's bullshit. crazy town. I mean, that's that's what no, makes EA money. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's just politics, yeah. right? Like, gaming politics is now a thing. But we are on a beer podcast. Oh, are we? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, yeah, Chris, <laughs> you're welcome for me steering our podcast back to reality. I mean, this is the, the point of the show. We can talk about whatever. That's so. true. So, all right. So we Black got- Mass, by the way. Black Mass is the new film with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Okay. It is the true story of Whitley Bulger, the brother of a state senator and the most infamous violent criminal in the history of South Boston, who became a FBI informant this. to take down a mafia family invading his turf. Yep. No, I've, I've seen good. the trailer. It looks good. No, I saw uh, him in uh, what's the turning Alan Turing movie? Oh, uh, 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 hold on, not the Stand turning by. time. Uh, the imitation game, the imitation yes. game, where uh, he was the guy that invented modern computers. You know, right, basically, a he mechanic, invented like the transistor. Me, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean, he more. invented like the mechanical, but not transistor. But he invented like, like the, the mechanical, computer, right? like binary switch. Right. That's and I mean. That's he I mean. had a whole room full of gizmos that like clicked on or off to break the Enigma code that Germans had during World War II, and that was that is one of my more very favorite recent movies because it was so well done. I should see that. You haven't seen it yet? No, I should. Okay, Chris, it's, it's I know you don't watch a lot of movies. That's why I should see. It is it is worth your time. Just go pirate it. Don't pay for it. Okay. Needs, okay. All right. Wait, let's not let's not <sighs> talk about that. I'll go like purchase it off of the internet on a digital service. Server. Servers. All right. Um, Found Square Porter. Final thoughts. As we talked about it for like for <laughs> zero seconds. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I'm a fan of this one. Okay. Honestly, I I don't know. It just has a little too much bite to it. A little too much kick for me yeah. to like just sit down and enjoy it. I think I think I would probably pass on this one next time. Grant, what do you think? Nope, you next. I'll oh, go last. Um, I really like this. I like this better than Old Chubb because of the spice. The exact opposite of you. Fair enough. Um, if you go back and listen to the bourbon show, we had a lot of bourbons and one uh, bullet in particular had a lot of rye, had that spiciness. That's what this reminds me of. It's that spiciness. It's that kind of like not not chili pepper spicy. It's like ground pepper spicy. And that's what I love about this. It's... It's nice. It's still as light. I think comparable to Old Chub, it is 
the lightness factor is probably about the same. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. It's I know it's, well, it's, it's it's slightly stickier. Okay, right. I think that's the word I'd use. Like okay. it sticks to your mouth a little more. Not as, not quite as watery. It stays. And it, it, yeah, it stays in your not mouth as a viscous as old chub. Um, yeah, I I definitely thumbs up. I I would buy this and I would get this and on tap and have it in my fridge all the time because it's good. So I started out really not liking this first two three big sips. I'm sitting here now and I'm really enjoying it. I thought I would not. Yeah. I've concluded I would only like this beer after I've had a beer or two. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do this stone cold sober. It wouldn't make me happy. <sighs> um, and I also couldn't do this towards the end of the night either. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be it's way got too much. S- no, it's got so much going on that I would just get um, full, if that's the right word. Yeah. Like, not just full stomach. Like overloaded. But overloaded, right? But middle, like, like one or two in, this thing is very tasty. Yeah. And the spice in it goes away. Like, it's an aftertaste. Because you drink the beer, it's beer. And then you get kicked in the face with the rye. Mm-hmm. But then it goes away. So a lot of these beers I've had that have the spice in them stick in your mouth. Yeah. Like, like, they stay there. This one is, a, I call it a stickier beer than the old Chub because the old Chub was just so viscous. But this is, you drink it, it kicks you, and then it goes away. And it's this interesting dynamic. Like, profile of bland, in your face, gone. Yeah. That you can sit down and actually drink. No, oh. and it's, it's a very interesting tasty beer so would you i wouldn't buy it you wouldn't buy it okay but uh, that's, that's the grant chapman i only love guinness model right like i only buy guinness <laughs> but, but i would buy old chub in your fridge in your fridge no no not in my fridge um old chub if i wanted to go get drunk on a houseboat around a pool i get some ice cold old chub and um but you wouldn't have would you, you wouldn't have old chub or the fountain square porter in your fridge no neither grant would you have either one of those in the fridge i would not okay i would have <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, we're going to take a really quick break and get our third and final beer and be right back. Welcome back to I'm No Expert. High five. Yes. Uh, high five. Brant and I are still alive. High five is our deserved. Absolutely. Brant and Grant are here in studio with me for our Blue Moon show. Uh, Which has nothing to do with Blue Moon. Beer absolutely again. not. I, I don't know why you called it that. You really should have renamed the show. What can I rename? What can I name it now? Like, I can... We can rename it? How what? about Dark Side of the Moon? Ooh. Oh, actually, Brant, that is... Genius. That's good. I like that. Dark Side of the Moon is our new theme. Yep. <laughs> Deal. Uh, Just hit it out of the park. Don. We are we are drinking <laughs> dark beers. We are. Uh, we and have a Scotch Ale, a Porter, and the Darkest of the Dark. This is an Imperial Stout by Boulevard. This is Boulevard Stout X. Aztec Chocolate. It's a limited release. It's American Devil slash Imperial Stout. Brewed once. What? So, Brewed once. Only one once. One time. One time thing. Um, wow. I usually like to save these for the end because... Yeah, this I mean, is special, maybe, isn't it? Maybe it's because it. because we are drinking two other beers before, but usually the last beer is always the, the favorite. But <laughs> that's... That's it's a weird correlation. I don't want to get I don't want to get into the science and the and that of yep. anything. Um, it smells interesting. 
It smells interesting. No, it does. It, it smells a lot lighter than I know it's going to taste. Okay. Yeah. Um, give, her, give her a good whiff. The why smell don't, doesn't turn me on. What, why don't we cheers? Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Right. The, the, the smell does not get me mildly moist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, hmm. it smells... Pretty you know tame. It kind of smells like? Pretty tame. A very light hint of big red, like, soda. Not gum, big red soda. Yeah, it, it's got this, like, Weird, of... almost cinnamon, but not cinnamon smell. Like, lighter spice profile. Yeah. All right, let's try. To me, it smells like pootie tang a little bit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, don't yuck other people's yums. It's a good quote. I think Theodore Roosevelt said that. Yep. Don't yuck other people's yums. Keep that in mind when you're judging people. Hmm. And when you're doing weird wow. stuff. Wow. That's like, will punch you in the face hard. I just got punched in the face. You just, poof, yeah. literally. I still, get, I still get a less cinnamony big big red soda flavor. Huh. Absolutely. I haven't had big red soda in forever. Oh, I haven't either. Probably, which is why I think this tastes like that, because I have my taste like completely is it, Is it big red? It's like, is that like the cream soda? It's the red cream soda. Okay. Well, but yeah. it isn't, uh, uh, that is like the fakest soda ever. Like, it's I mean, a cream it, soda no, that's red. No, it gives you cancer, but you're fine. Don't worry red about it. Red dye number five. Is that the thing? Wow. It's like original okay. red dye where they took cancer cells that were red and put that in the soda. <laughs> yeah, that's how they make it. This is intense, man. Do you feel um, like you just got punched in the face? What? You two sip sip again. Sip I, again. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to. As Grant sips, this. As, as Grant sips, I'll kind of I'll talk about more about this beer. This is a special release, obviously. It's eleven percent ABV. Wow, uh, the highest that we had. Did you say eleven? Eleven. I figured it out. I know what it is. Double digits. Go. Okay. It is Aztec chocolate. Is what you said? Yep. That's the spice. This mm-hmm. is real, like cocoa, not sweetened, actual chocolate. That's the spice I'm tasting, yep. and it's so good. Really? That's exactly... Nope, the same I nailed time. it. It took me a minute, and I was like, Aztec, Aztec chocolate. That's what it is. It's unsweetened cocoa, and that's what gives you that spice and that big red sense of almost like a like peppery, spicy, like cinnamony, like... like well, Cinnamon is an herb? What's cinnamon? I mean, it's a spice, technically. Spice, yeah. It's a spice. It's technically bark. Right? Bark from a tree. And, like, I think cocoa, like, beans that are unsweetened mm-hmm. and have a very similar yeah, before it's flavor profile. Like cocoa nibs, almost. Absolutely. Like, like unsweetened... Baker's chocolate. Yeah, I yes. definitely get spicy, not sweet, though. It's and, not and sweet at all. And that's the chocolate. That is the cocoa, yeah. unsweetened. This is very interesting. What's kind of, like, cool about this beer compared to a lot of other Imperial Stouts that I've had is that it's almost, for me, just, like, a little refreshing. So, I was going there. This doesn't taste like an Imperial Stout because it's not smooth and milky. Mm-hmm. It is, it is um, a little bit of a carbonation bite. Mm-hmm. And it's got that edge to it, and a little watery on the viscous scale, right? Yep. I don't, I don't feel like I'm drinking my dinner or motor oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's definitely, it's interesting. That co- the the chocolate, like spicy chocolate. Mm-hmm. So okay, we had um, Drew yeah, and it's I, really spicy. Drew and I went to the, the girl I've seen at City Market, um, the Twelve Beers of Christmas show at City Market. Yes. And they had this beer that was a ghost pepper chocolate stout, or, yes. or dark, I don't know if it was stout or was not. Was that good? It was crazy. I don't yeah, know. I don't know it sounds good, terrible good, No, me. no, it wasn't terrible. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't good. Like, I wouldn't want to drink a bunch of it, but it was like, a, like in a taster beer, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, not like a six ounce, like the little, like, three ounce, three yeah, ounce tasters. Yeah. It was awesome, because it was so unique. But it's a, it's a ghost pepper chocolate stout, or dark beer, whatever it was. And this reminds me of that, but a little mellowed out. And it's really intriguing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, with with a lot of craft beer now is that the the trend is like peppers, like spicy peppers. Like huh. I've had so many beers oh. that are like ghost pepper, habanero, jalapeno, really? like yeah, add I, the spice I, I to the, the stout because you get this balance. It's like that salty sweet, mm-hmm. but it's like oh. hot creamy. Yep, it's like the you, you get this like cutting flavor. If you put like a stout and then you put in ghost pepper, yep, ghost pepper is not going to be intense, but it's going to be there and it's going to be, be hot spicy. At the end. But it's not going to be like ah, I can't drink it anymore. Ah. It's kind of like a cream cheese spicy like like a uh, dip. Yeah, right. Like you want the cream cheese to mellow it out, but you have like the jal- like the jalapenos in it to make it like a bite. Yeah, that's the balance that you're seeing here. Yeah, Brent, what do you think? Yeah, what Brent, you, what, I want to hear your what opinion. Your, what on are this. your thoughts on this, dark beer expert? Well, to me, I don't really get that much of the smoothness that you guys are talking about. To me, it's it's I I'm only getting the spicy like get punched in the face with a spice bag. See, the problem is I've I've drank beers on the show that literally kick your teeth in. Really, and this is very mild. <laughs> Like, there's beers that make me pucker. Like, oh, what have I done to myself? Yeah. It, I get floral out of this. Oh, I don't get any reason. of that. Really? You're I, alone. I, I get, like, I get aromatic, floral. like, a lot of aroma. Yeah. And, um, what's potpourri, almost. Oh, okay. What's interesting is that, like, the smell is not as it doesn't surprising. smell like right. Oh, no. There's, like, no correlation between the smell of this beer and the taste for some reason. Like, when I usually have stouts, you smell them and they smell, like, very rich, mm-hmm. dark yes. flavors happening in the smell. And then yes. you taste it and it's also rich and dark. And this is, like, physically very dark. The smell is just... Mm. Yeah. That's it. That's all I get. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think the... I think the spices really, they really get me. I don't know. I think it's a little too powerful for me. Because when I, when I have a beer, I'm looking to relax, kick back, let the beer take me into a chill state. Mm-hmm. And this this makes me want to like eat Mexican food or something. Oh. Like okay. have you, a spicy you, meal. No, you know this would be good like for? Like a really good taco. No, no, no. I've, I've got it. You eat, you eat a nice Mexican dinner. Mm-hmm. You have dessert, one of these, and the like the Mexican fried uh, ice cream. Oh yeah, oh like the cornflakes on the outside. That would be the pairing. That dude, that sounds with amazing. a creamy, cool ice cream. To eat as you drink your beer. Yeah, that this, sounds that's amazing. The pairing. That this is it, it's rich because it's a stout, right? So so no matter how this isn't creamy or smooth like we typically see, but it's very rich, right? It's a very full bodied, full flavored beer. Yeah, and the spice would look would just pair with like a very good vanilla ice cream yeah yeah that would be delicious i would want this in like a beer float with like a, a, a really good vanilla ice cream yes. no vanilla ice cream beer float with this yep with spicy be, vanilla yep dude because it has enough of spice that i i feel like it could cut through and it's like it, it, with the it's like root beer it's the, it's the root yeah. spice like the root mm-hmm. spice that you get in root beer Chris, that was an amazing yeah, call. Yeah, that was an amazing call. And look, this is, I'm reading now on the bottle that it's the Smokestack series, which is exactly how I would describe it. It's, It's got, at its core, it's like a smoky, spicy, because that's, it, I don't know, it doesn't fit in with my preconceived notions of a, of a stout. Oh, I completely no. agree. So have any, okay, we're all, you and I are coffee snobs, Chris. Brand, are you a coffee snob? I am. Okay, you're a Starbucks snob too, right? Have you ever had Komodo Dragon Blend from Starbucks? Right? Delicious. This tastes like a Moto Dragon smells. 
hmm. the spicy end of the coffee, mm-hmm. right? Like the really good, rich, earthy, spicy. That's this. This is the coffee or the chocolate in here that's unsweetened, earthy, very like yeah. bean. There's like a there's a nice like element of yin and yang with like spicy and Stouty. really 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 just dark deep rich rich flavors i want to drink this in mahogany library full of leather bound books but with Ooh. a skylight so you can get that it's no i want a skylight and i want i want vanilla ice cream at night <laughs> with a very upscale lady and yeah, it's raining sitting on your lap and it's raining no it's not raining it's slightly <laughs> cloudy with a full moon I'd rather, the I'd rather have it raining but that's just me okay I could see both. I mean, we could have cl- slightly cloudy the full moon leading into rain the, as the night goes on. Like the clouds engulf, in, the, f- yep. engulf the moon, and then all yep. of a sudden yeah, it's I could stormy. see a fireplace going on Oh, right I know. Now, Mah- Mahogany Library, there's obviously a fi- yeah. fireplace. Yeah. yeah. And now, what is the fireplace made out of? Like, like, what kind of stone? Marble. Really? No, slate. Ah, that's where I was going. Slate. Yep. yep. With, with a nice, like, actual animal skin rug in the front. Ooh. Mm. Uh-huh. This is the Tinder profile. Like, I I, I, have, <laughs> I, I like to read leather-bound books. Like, this is what we're talking about. Yes, You're so dude. intellectual, Grant. Th- oh, this my is what goodness. every frat boy wishes they were. Oh, God. In a beer. Oh, dear. Um, all right. So, let's go around. Final thoughts on this beer. Brant, what do you think? You know, I think it's, it's a little too intense for my taste. I... Yeah, when I drink it, I feel like I just got into a boxing match and lost. Mm. So i th- I think it's, I think it's good, but I would, I would not. You never. It. I would it. never. I would never have more than one for sure. Yeah, one and done, absolutely. So I can add to that. So my feeling on this beer is it's really intense, like it's crazy and good. Mm-hmm. I want a six ouncer with a very small, like mini dessert ice cream after dinner. I could I'd be that. happy. Nope. I could and, see that. and I would I would drink six ounces of it with a one scoop vanilla ice cream something. And I don't even like ice cream. It'd be but, game over. But that would be that would be dessert. Like you have a great meal with like like on a great date, great meal, great dessert, and the night. This is interesting and and cool. Yeah. Chris? I <clears throat> see here's here's my conundrum. Oh, these are good. Chris loves conundrums because he loves all beer. And he sees the best in all of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> true. Um, the intensity, maybe this is because of my, I am becoming an expert. This is like. No, the, Chris, the, you're no expert. I'm no expert. But don't I am them becoming. Know, don't I, let them know you're learning. Uh, <laughs> to change the name. You can't change the name of the podcast. Branding's um, expensive. Don't do that. Right. But this beer particularly reminds me of some other beers that I've had that are like similar you know, spice and deep, dark, multi, roasty, toasty flavors. This is very, very solid, in my opinion. It is very good. It has a lot of notes that I like. It is, for me, personally, very drinkable. I like this this kind of beer. I would definitely have this again, again, again. Um, I appreciate that it's kind of like a one-off, because I kind of like that just mystique right we we made this and then it was only one time and it will never be here again and it could I be good like, it could be bad but this right. time it was great and i'm glad you had one right actually that's exactly my exactly my mentality with this it is for i don't want to say normals but people who who don't drink a lot of craft beer it is really it can be very intense for me personally 
Not that intense. Not that crazy town. Not that, like, overly spicy, overly interesting flavors, because I have had stuff that is similar in style, similar in, in flavor profile, that is more intense, more interesting more crazy. than this. Right. This is kind of the middle ground. This is like a three out of five. So here's here's where I'm at. After listening to you and, and like reflecting on how I felt about the beer, I, on the show, very typically say that was an interesting beer. I don't want one again, but it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting beer I would absolutely have a small amount of again. Like, I love the taste and the profile and the richness. It really draws me in without kicking my teeth in. Yeah. Right? So I would say, I say interesting beer all the time, so I'm not going to say that for this beer. This is a great beer in an, in its place. At dessert, at the end of a meal, this is an absolutely phenomenal brew. Yeah. I, 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 I would agree. It's, it's, it's very, very good. I, 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 if you can find this, go out, try it. It's really, really interesting. Um, I don't think it's fair for us to kind of compare all three of the beers that we had because Old Chub, the Fountain Square Porter, and this... No. The first two were are are always available, are are widely available. Mm-hmm. This one is a one off. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a it's separate. It's the only one that we did today that's in a bomber. Um, the aliens, aliens are hacking my brain. Now the best part is the listeners won't hear that because I think that was from the the cord. I actually think that was from the phone, but we'll I'll, I'll do it in post. We'll I'll figure it out regardless. Um, so it's it's unfair for me to say that. This is I'm actually comparable. I'm going to make you. I'm going to make us rate these. So okay, and not one's better than the other. Like like head to head, like better beer, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about which one we enjoy drinking, and how and why. Okay, so here's. I'll go first. We'll go around the table. I would have Old Chub in a bar. Um, one of my favorite places to go eat is Psalm's place. Off Keystone. I've been have to old dinner chub. with you many times. Uh, great place to have Old Chub. That's where I'd have Old, old Chub. That is a great... That is Old Chub's home. Mm. That's where Drunk <laughs> that's Stepdad where lives. lives. Yes. That's where it lives. <laughs> it's great. Um, Chris, that, that, was, that, was, that was perfect. Fountain, Fountain Square Porter, I would have... See, the problem is, is like Fountain Square Porter, I would want to have in their brew pub. Mm-hmm. I would want to have it like at the place that it's made. Boulevard Imperial Stout with the Aztec chocolate I would have on the show, which is yep. like a, something that you can't s- say for everybody. But I this is something that is like a show beer. It is a beer that is very specifically for kind of events almost. All right. So I'll go next. Okay. Um, the Old Chub is a great drinkable, great tasting, very everyday beer, right? Like, And we don't have many of those on the show. Most no. of the show, that we, we go to the extremes, right? It's one way or the other, and it's great or it's terrible, but Old Chub is a, I'll call it a staple beer, right? Yeah. It's it's your BMC for guys that actually like beer. Yeah. Is that, is that a good explanation? Uh, I feel like we you could probably have some backlash from the craft community, but... Mm. But no, it, it's the BMC for everyday beer, right? Like, like you want nice beer that tastes good and is rich and full. It's somebody who... who but you want to buy every day. ...has drank BMC for 20 years and then realized... Oh, there's other things happening, and then got it, and I was like, "So I'm different." This is good. And, and that's not where I'm going. I'm saying this is the beer for the guy that is actually a beer snob, right? Who loves good beer but wants something to drink every day. Oh right? yeah, like when he gets yeah, home, this absolutely. is in his fridge. Yes, hmm. old yep. chub. That's the beer. You get home, some guy like me with Guinness. Like I with Guinness. You will show up to my condo downtown. I will always have a pub can of Guinness in the fridge, no matter what. 
for a guy that loves this style of beer, and the, and the Ultra was very tasty, even for a Guinness lover, like it was a great beer. That is a fridge beer. Mm-hmm. It's always there, always available. The go-to beer, great beer. The uh, what? Fountain Square. Fountain Square Porter. I hate to say it, it didn't win this round. Okay. It was not crazy enough to be mentionable, but also not daily drinkable enough to me to care about. Okay. So I'm gonna have to say I've already kind of forgotten about it, and it's only been an hour. Now our our Aztec chocolate stout. I think this beer is incredible. It is. This is up there in my top crazy beers. So it's not an everyday drinker. You'll never drink a bottle of this by yourself or, or a can or whatnot. Right. This beer, whoever made it, put some real thought into balancing the stout versus spice. Because, like Chris said, we've had spices that kick our teeth, and we have spices that are just spicy to be spicy. This beer means something, right? Like this is something where I think the brewer put their heart and soul into making something that was truly unique and delicious. Right. So that's my thoughts and. My last comment on the Aztec uh, chocolate beer is I'm shocked this was not a Patreon beer. This is mm. the caliber of beer I typically expect of the, our fourth beer of the night, the Patreon, right. the special beer. So I'm super excited for tonight's Patreon beer because it's got a lot to live up to. Absolutely, yes. But it, this this is, at it tonight, we got two out of three that were amazing for their own rights. Like one's the everyday amazing. Like This is something that's like, wow, how have I not had this? And then these, this Aztec, which is totally blew my mind, very interesting, and I like drinking it. Brant, what do you think? And Brant, you're the, you are you're a brand new guest, and I am. and lay it out. We want to hear everything you thought about the beers and being on the show. <laughs> okay, I, I I wish I could say that I loved one of them. I was hoping to find one because I think I'm kind of a unicorn chaser. Like I want to find my beer that's perfect for yeah. me, right? And that's what I'm always looking for. And I judge every beer as maybe, if you were going to marry it. Pretty much, yeah. Like, I judge it against my favorite beer, and if I don't like it as much as that, I'm like, eh, you know. However, I can say that the Old Chub stands on its legs the the best in my mind, just because, I don't know, I'm more, I'm more of an everyday type of drinker, you know? Like, I, w- I want to find the beers that I can buy and put in my fridge and come home from work and have one and be ha- be a happy person. I think the other the and be an angry stepdad and beat your kids. I, I am an angry stepdad. I'm glad if I had kids, it would be a problem. So the uh, the old chub is is the most likely candidate for a a in my fridge beer, and I think therefore it gets the blue ribbon. The other two, I I enjoyed and. But I would consider them novelties, you know? I would consider those, like you said, either a show beer or something that... It's an experience. It's kind of like riding a hot air balloon or something, you right. know? It's like something you want to do one time because it sounds cool and it'll probably be pretty fun. And you put it on the internet and post like selfies yeah. with it? Yeah. yeah, you take a selfie with it. And then... And you get a lot of likes. And that's what it was good for. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, I've done that, you know? But then it's not something that you go to the liquor store and you're like please tell me you have this whereas that's that's how it is for me with my unicorn beers is i go i like know which bars in nashville have the beer that i love and yeah. i go to those bars specifically for it so um old chub would be the closest closest thing for me is old chub like a unicorn beer for you it's not no, no. but it's the closest semblance to one okay. that i that i've tasted tonight all right, so I, I had a question. Yeah. 
So for a guy that has, honestly, probably before today, never heard about the show. Yeah. Never been on it, never seen an episode, never nothing. How was just getting thrown into it unbeknownst to you? Well, I was barraged with free, amazing beer. So <laughs> <laughs> that's hard not to like. Okay. I mean, that's like just giving a guy two ice cream cones and seeing what his reaction is, you know? like. So I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, and uh, I think you guys have a good thing going here. And grateful to be a visiting guest. Hope to come back sometime. Thanks for coming on. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the show at this point. Like, I don't know. Like, you maybe could like m- listen to like a bonus extra content happening on Patreon. We might film it in another like five minutes. So, like, we'll like finish this and then like go to Patreon and like do another bonus episode because that's what we do. You can follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash no expert show, Facebook.com slash no expert show, as well as no expert show.com. And you can subscribe to the show there, as well as leave us a rating and a comment on iTunes that really helps the show every single week. And most importantly, Patreon.com slash no expert show. Support the show every single week. You can literally support the show in, in at, at, at any point. If you want to do a penny, do a penny. I don't care. Support the show because the extra content that's happening this week is probably one of the best that I've ever had. Woo! I'm so excited no, for this extra so good. Yeah. And so as a longtime Patreon supporter, yes. I can attest that it is a great time. And the fourth beer is always the best beer. <laughs> always the best beer. Always the best Brant. Thanks for coming on the show. Grant, here. thanks for coming on the show again. I'm always glad to be back, Chris. I, I, I was Grant Michael the guest, and I'm the guest forever. Right, exactly. Um, thanks so much for listening and downloading the show, and we will see you next week. <laughs>